Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark. It is Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. Repentance means change your mind, be open, and when you change your mind, do something differently. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. This is sort of like wearing a brand name. It proclaims something about you. He wears camel's hair and a belt to show that he is in line with the old prophets, that he comes as a prophet to the people. John proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you, I am pleased. Let us pray. Gracious and loving Lord, we give you thanks for witness and testimony for your Holy Spirit moving among us. We pray, O oh Lord, that your Spirit would be in my words and in our thoughts and in our relationships. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I want you to picture standing at the edge of the ocean there might be the waves kind of lapping on your toes if you're barefoot, or you might just be an ankle deep. And there is that incredible expanse of sky, and the wind, like the Spirit of God, is blowing. My brothers and I still get excited about seeing the approach of a thunderstorm at the beach, usually from the safety of a deck where the lightning cleaves the sky, raw energy shooting from heaven to earth. The connection between water and wind and energy is primal, as is the primal connection between water and power and the Spirit of God moving among us. John the Baptist comes into the wilderness dressed in signature clothes like an ancient prophet. John proclaims a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin, and people come in droves. I think it may be an exaggeration. Everybody in Jerusalem came, but the point is made. They came out to see John. John said, clean up your act. If you have extra 
Share it with those who don't have. Don't cheat one another. Don't bully one another. Be content with what you have. Wash yourselves clean. Wash in God's forgiveness. Come on in. The water is fine. There seems to be an incredible power in John's words during this time. And there's power in feeling the water pour over your shoulders, going down into the water and holding your breath and coming up to take a breath and receive new life. The baptism of John is focused on what we can do, the baptism of repentance. We can change our minds. We can change our behavior. We can clean up our act. Then Jesus comes to be baptized with John. Water and the power and the Holy Spirit come with primal force like lightning cleaving the skies. Just as Jesus comes out of the water, what it says is the heavens were torn apart and the Spirit of God descended, I think, dive-bombed ascended on Jesus, and he heard the words, You are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. The language strains to invoke the magnitude of the presence of God, the heavens torn apart, the spirit dive-bombing, and coming into Jesus in a more powerful way. The creative power of God is doing a new thing in Jesus. Water and power and spirit come with lightning force. Jesus is given a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't shape up. He doesn't, you know, pray really hard. Jesus is enveloped by the Holy Spirit, by the presence of God. Now, it might seem like nothing much happens during a baptism. After all, during a baptism, we're watching the little baby, right? How cute is the baby? Is the baby going to cry? Is the baby going to throw up? Is the baby going to think this is a good idea or not? In an adult baptism, it may be that a person feels something different and maybe not. Nevertheless, at baptism, we affirm that God is present in a special way, that we are changed forever, changed forever. And it's not our doing, it's God's doing. So it's not just Emma Brown that comes to be baptized. When she gets the water put on her head, she's no longer just Emma Brown. She is Emma Brown, child of the covenant. It's no longer Jim Smith who kneels to receive the water and the prayers and the spirit. It is James, child of God, son of God. And they become included in a new community that changes them forever. 
being baptized is like being born as a princess or a prince. It's an identity that you never get away from. Now, you may decide you don't like the responsibilities. You may not like the attention. But there's nothing you can do to take away the title, child of God. The water of baptism, Jesus' baptism, into which we are baptized, is about receiving the spirit of God. We are baptized in water and in spirit. And we baptize this little bitty baby to emphasize the fact that we don't earn God's favor. There's nothing we can do. We are as helpless as a baby. We need God, just like we need water to survive. There's nothing we can do to earn God's favor. Nothing can change our status as a beloved child of God. We may do things that make us believe we're not worthy, things of which we're ashamed, things which you'd pay good money for your college roommate not to tell. There may be such trouble in our family relationships that A parent wants to disown us, or we just want to get as far away as possible. But God never disowns us. Baptism is the beginning of the Christian journey. It's sort of like, I have two images for that. Baptism begins the beginning of the Christian journey, and the journey of of following Jesus is a bit like taking small children to the beach. For those of you who've done it, what do you have to do? You have to pack up the snacks and the water and the drink. You have to carry the boogie boards and the chairs and the umbrella. You have to make sure that there's snacks for the child in case there's a meltdown of the parents or the child. And then you have to keep watching the whole time. So sometimes the Christian journey feels like we're doing all the work. We're the ones who are praying. We're the ones who are doing the Bible study. We're the ones who are coming to the meetings. We're the ones who are coming every week to the band practice. We're showing up for choir practice. We are visiting people who are sick. We're building furniture for those who don't have anything. We are trying to make a difference in a child's life. It feels like trying to tote a two-year-old down to the beach with all this equipment in order to enjoy the ocean while we make sure the two-year-old doesn't eat the sand. Had a nephew who did that. Mm. But other times, the Christian life feels like when you get the crest of a wave on a boogie board. You know what that feeling's like? You paddle out there, and you see the waves coming in, and you Get the wave right before it crests, and whoosh, you're carried by this force and power, and you want to scream out in joy. 
We don't do that as Presbyterians so much about the Christian life. (laughs) But there are times I want to do it. I want to come in here and say, wow, did you see it? Did you hear about it? We had a fabulous, fabulous time at Bible study. And somebody said that their prayer was answered in a way that sustained them. Woohoo! Were you there on serve day? And all those people going out into our community? Wow, wasn't it great? On that mission trip, when the guy on the porch prayed for us, and we were blessed. It's wonderful then. And we know ourselves to be sustained and buoyed up by the power of God living in us and in this Christian community. It is the best thing. The Christian life is like inheriting a farm. We may want it, we may not. We can leave it untended for a while and all the weeds will come up and, you know, the animals don't get fed. But to make a good farm, you need a lot of people. I have a friend who said there has never been a time in her life when she did not know the love of God. What a gift. That means there were teachers and parents and musicians who nurtured her and cared for her just like we promise to do when any person is baptized. There was a confirmand last year who said, all the confirmands read the Gospel of Mark. And when he was examined by some members of the session, he said, you know, the really surprising thing was that Jesus felt tired and angry and hungry and had friends turn away from him. Wow, what a gift to have adults from this congregation reading the Bible with them and praying for them and helping them know that Jesus loves them and cares for them. It's an incredible blessing. When we get that sense that deep down, after years and years, that I am baptized, I'm a child of God, it sustains us. How many of you know Latin? Oh, there, there, there are two people. All right, in the 16th century... Almost nobody knew Latin, but the service was done in Latin. So how much would you understand? Not a whole lot, right? So Martin Luther decides he's going to translate the Bible into German. And he's sitting there. You know, the Bible's got a couple of pages in it. Well, he was getting tired and depressed and discouraged, and he wondered if it was really worthwhile And he felt like, you know, these demons of depression were attacking him. And he would shout out in the room, I am baptized. 
Not I was baptized. I am baptized. I'm sustained by the power of God. I'm buoyed up by the Spirit. I have been named beloved child of God. So think to yourself, not I was baptized, but I am baptized. I am part of the ongoing journey of baptism. On those days when the test comes back with a poor grade, is God's spirit still with you? Yes. How about those times when friends reject you or make fun of you? Or those times when a relationship is broken or the job is lost? Are you still a beloved child of God? Yes. When you feel stupid, worthless, or like you've royally messed up, remember, you're a daughter of God. You're a son of God. When the undertow of life threatens to pull you under, remember you are loved by God. When the waves of life pick you up and slam you down, remember, I am baptized. When even God seems far away and faith seems pointless, remember God's spirit is within you. We are the baptized, those held up by God, in whom God's spirit dwells part of a community of faith that changes us forever. Thanks be to God.